the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you with us. 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. We are going to talk this hour about a topic we typically talk about, truth. Truth is the common thread between everything that we talk about on this show. Uh, I'm not so egotistical that I think I have exclusive purview of the truth, but I'm pretty comfortable with the application of biblical truth that I'm aware of to current issues in our culture. And I'm always open to standing corrected on that. I'm always open to have a conversation with that because I do not want to portray something as truth that is not. Uh, But here's what I see going on with a couple of headlines that coalesce today, including one related to an email that I received yesterday from a concerned parent in the Pickerington North School District. Uh, This is that time of year when theater departments at schools put on musicals and put on plays. Uh, My daughter is engaged in that activity. I've uh, gone to a fair share of plays and musicals over the years. I've gone to Broadway shows and musicals over the years. I enjoy musical theater. So when I found out yesterday that Pickerington North High School is putting on the musical Kinky Boots, I was at least interested to find out, is it as bad as I think it is? Yes, it is as bad as I feared it was. Here's the plot of Kinky Boots, a musical being put on by Pickerington North High School, which will be attended by junior high students in the Pickerington District who will be taken out of school and brought to the auditorium or facility where they are performing this during the school day, because this is typical. You perform the musical for kids in the elementary school. It's a great way to have a dress rehearsal and to have a run-through before you invite the community in. There's nothing wrong with having the kids come. The problem is the subject matter of kinky boots is not appropriate for kids in junior high. So I thought, well, the first thing I need to do is I need to do a little research on what's in the musical And then I need to be fair to the people at Pickerington High School, Pickerington North High School, and I need to call and find out, okay, how did this get approved? Like, did your theater director come to you and say, this is the musical we want to do? Anybody have a problem with this? Or, because that would tell me whether or not school administration knew about this. Now, let me just say, if they didn't know about this, The fact that it's advertised on social media and that it's posted in the school, hey, we're having tryouts for the musical Kinky Boots. If no one knew about this until I called, then there's a deplorable lack of oversight at Pickerington North High School. What is more plausible is that 
it got approved, or certainly the administration became aware of it. And if the administration didn't tell the school board, then there's a disconnect there. But the fact that they are doing this musical, when there are how many other musicals out there that would not be a story of a drag queen telling a person who inherits a failing shoe factory that the way that the factory can survive is to make fetish footwear for drag queens. How many more musicals would be clear of that kind of plot line that will most certainly offend a portion of your taxpayers in the Pickerington district? Let's see. I've got 51 minutes left in the show. I'm pretty sure I could sit here and I could name one musical every minute that would be less controversial than Kinky Boots. Okay, so it's not that, oh, well, there's just nothing else we can do, right? No, they could do Sound of Music, they could do Oklahoma, they could do, you know, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, they could do on and on and on and on. They could do Cats, they could, I mean, you know, come on, the point is obvious. Now, I call Pickerington North High School, and I get the secretary to the principal. The principal's name is Jim Campbell. And I wanted to know from Mr. Campbell, did your theater director, Alan DiCarlo, who's been there 11 years, and you can look up Alan DiCarlo on LinkedIn, and when you do, you will see that on top of Alan DiCarlo's profile at LinkedIn is the hashtag all in together in rainbow colors. Okay? So you know the mindset of the person who clearly has an agenda to bring forward kinky boots to the Pickerington community and to indoctrinate junior high students in the story of a drag queen who saves a guy's business by convincing him to make fetish footwear for drag queens. Which, by the way, I'm just saying, as a, as a capitalist, I know niche marketing succeeds. I'm going to bet, I'm going to bet that any shoe factory that decides to make only fetish footwear for drag queens, probably not going to be in business very long. Probably not going to be in business very long. (laughs) But anyway. So I held. I told a nice lady who answered the phone, hey, I'd like to talk to Principal Campbell. I got these questions. Was this approved by administration? Are parents of students in junior high aware that their kids are going to be able to come and watch a performance of Kinky Boots? Were they given an opt-out? Did you guys, you know, let the parents of kids at the school who try out for the musical know what the plot is of Kinky Boots? Because my daughter tries out for school plays at her school, and she doesn't say, hey, we're going to do this, and this is the plot. She just says, hey, we're having play tryouts. I'm going to try out. Okay, fine, because I trust my school. Thankfully, my daughter goes to a private Christian school that I can trust not to do a performance like Kinky Boots. So I held for 10 minutes, for 10 minutes, waiting for Mr. Campbell to come to the phone. Because let's just do an alternate scenario, okay? If I called to, say, some school that's doing Sound of Music, do you think I'd hold for 10 minutes before the principal would come on and go, wait, you do a radio show that's airing all over Central Ohio and all over Western Ohio and has hundreds if not thousands of people who listen to the podcast and who has a social media following, and you're going to publicize our school musical? Awesome! You think I'd wait for 10 minutes before he came on the phone to tell me, hey, Sound of Music's phenomenal. Oklahoma's phenomenal. Cats is phenomenal. Our cast is amazing. Come out and watch them. 
You think I'd hold for 10 minutes before he'd come on? Do you think the secretary would come on the phone and go, oh, Mr. Hooley, uh, could Principal Campbell call you back later today? Because he needs like an hour to get his ducks in the row about the fact that you now have found out that we're doing kinky boots and you're going to call attention to it and no doubt bring down the wrath of Pickerington taxpayers on our head for performing this musical. So I await Mr. Campbell's call this afternoon, and I won't hold my breath for it to come because I have no desire to turn blue. So there you go, Pickerington citizens. I assume you approved your levy out there. They want your money. They got your money. They're going to do whatever they want to do. They're not going to come to the phone. They're not going to answer any questions about this. And they're going to indoctrinate your junior high kids in this kind of sickening, sexually laced plot line when there are ample other opportunities to do so. Now, that's deplorable enough, but it fits in, as I said, to a larger picture of other headlines that are coalescing around this. I was reading my news feed this morning, and it's Hallmark movie season, right? Hallmark movie season. My girls love Hallmark movies. And I notice that uh, Candace Cameron Bure, who's in almost every Hallmark movie out there, is now no longer doing Hallmark movies. Why is Candace Cameron Bure not doing Hallmark movies? Because Hallmark, family stuff, right? Hallmark is getting ready to release its first Christmas movie, The Holiday Sitter, with a same-sex couple. Hallmark Channel. We're done with that. We are done with that. Candace Cameron Bure has moved to the Great American Family Channel where she says it's basically a completely different network. No, she's saying of Hallmark, it's basically a completely different network than when I started because of the change of leadership. So they're starting to do LGBTQ-friendly characters. And, of course, GLAD, which is a LGBTQIA plus ampersand alphabet mafia organization, says Cameron Cameron Bure is out of sync with the growing majority of people of faith, including LGBTQ people of faith, who know that LGBTQ couples and families are deserving of love and visibility. They're definitely deserving of love and and visibility, but they are not exempt from being in violation of God's moral law. See, this is the thing. This is the problem with drag queen story hour and teachers at schools that don't push back against other teachers who are flying transgender flags and LGBTQ flags and stuff like that. If you know the truth and you're not willing to stand for it, then you are endorsing it. You are helping it succeed. That's just the fact. And you can say, well, my livelihood depends on it. Yeah, it does. Probably it does. I get it. But if you are not willing to take a stand, then... Are you really against it? Are you really against it? By the way, against this backdrop, the U.S. Senate is today expected to vote on the Defense of Marriage Act. How much you want to bet the Defense of Marriage Act doesn't defend what marriage was ordained to be? Mm. Details next. Bruce Hooley Show on the answer. Uh, the Defense of Marriage Act will not defend marriage. It will uh, destroy marriage. The Senate 
thinking of voting on that today. I'll get to my objections to it momentarily. First, I want to take your calls at 844-TALK-989-844-TALK-989. Talk Kurt in Grove City is on the air. Hi, Kurt. Hey, Bruce. Thanks for taking my call today. My pleasure. I was want to discuss, uh, you know, former President Trump announced he was going to run, and I know there was a lot of pressure for him to hold off on that. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of wondering why he didn't. And what your take was on that. Yeah, it's a great question, a really good question. I think Donald Trump expected what all of us expected in the midterms, Kurt. I think he expected a powerful showing by Republicans. He was going to take credit for that because he obviously recommended, endorsed Dr. Oz, Don Bolduc, Blake Masters, Adam Laxalt. When all of them lost, it took a lot of the momentum out of his announcement. But he had made the announcement at his final rally with J.D. Vance. And to not come out on stage, I think he deemed to be uh, more of a drawback than to go out there and, you know, make the announcement as scheduled. That's my read on it. I don't have any inside information on it, but that's my uh, logical application of why he went ahead with it. Like you had mentioned earlier, like, you know, can he win the electorate? I don't believe he can. Uh, Just from everything I hear, just the way it looks. On the outside looking in, I mean, I just, I, I think we can get a lot, you can get a lot more out of a Ron DeSantis with the same policies and no baggage. Yeah, that's my, that's and, my. And like, you look at Florida, he, he, he totally owned it. I mean, it's a red state now. It's yeah. not even a swing state. It's a red state now. I mean, DeSantis is the future. Yeah, he is. I agree. Or, or Yunkin is, or younger, more energetic, more accomplished people who don't awaken and anger the enemy to the degree that Trump does. And again, it doesn't have to be fair to be true. It is indisputably true that Donald Trump inspires a willingness to go out and vote against him that other candidates can't measure up to. So we'll see how it goes, but I think Republicans can win the presidency in 2024. I do not see any way Donald Trump could win the presidency in 2024. The only possible way he could win is maybe if it was Kamala Harris. If Biden keels over, dies, decides he doesn't want to do it anymore, I don't think he could beat Gavin Newsom. I don't think I, I don't I don't even know if he could beat Hillary. Like maybe, but you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. She's been off the stage for a long time. He hasn't. So I just think we have so many better, younger, more accomplished, less controversial candidates now. The desire to avoid controversy is why I believe there are a growing number of Republican senators who are willing to go along with a policy that would have decidedly disqualified you from being a Republican senator not long ago. And that is agreeing with the Democrats' proposed so-called Defense of Marriage Act. Now you say, well, I'd be all for a Defense of Marriage Act, Bruce. The Bible says marriage is between one man, one woman, forever united in holy matrimony so that they can produce children. Yeah, that's marriage. But we, of course, have departed from what marriage really is to what man's assessment or desire for marriage to be. Because we can't exclude anyone from anything in our culture. That's hateful. That's mean, that's bigoted, that's intolerant. So let me give you my foundation that explains my belief on this. And this is my foundation that explains my belief 
on everything. As an evangelical Christian, I am called to live to the Great Commission. The Great Commission comes from the final chapter of Matthew when Jesus ascends to heaven and he says to his disciples three things. Number one, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth, that's everywhere, has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the second part. And the third part is teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. So he starts with his authority, and he ends with a reinforcement of his authority. And so, as an evangelical Christian who my hope for my eternal salvation is hinged 100% not on my deeds, but on what Christ did for me at the cross, my gratitude compels me to follow the way he tells me to live my life and to adhere to the things that he says are true and the things that he says are not true and damaging to me. Why would I not take his advice on all things related to my life? And a big part of the New Testament, almost half, was written by the Apostle Paul. And when you go through the Apostle Paul's letters to churches, you will find it very difficult, very difficult, to find a single book penned by the Apostle Paul that does not underscore the importance of morality. Now let's go back to the authority part. If all authority is given to Jesus, and Scripture is the tangible proof we have, the guidebook, the instruction manual, on how his authority is to be walked out in our lives, then I put a great deal of stock in what is in the Holy Scriptures. And there's a lot in there in the New Testament about morality. And it's not just talking about immorality in terms of the LGBTQ agenda. It's talking about adultery, sex outside of marriage, pornography, lust. All of it falls under the umbrella of immorality. So I'm not putting the exclusive onus on the LGBTQ community, but there is no scriptural justification for marriage being between two people of the same sex. None. Zero. But man does not like ceding all authority to Jesus. It does not want him to have all authority. We want to retain authority and divvy out authority where the things that he says, eh, we're not quite sure we're on board with because we're more enlightened now than he was or we're more this or that or it just feels na-na-na-na-na-na, right? So this is where you get squishy-wishy-washy people like Rob Portman, the outgoing, thankfully, senator from Ohio who changed his opinion on LGBTQ issues when he found out, what, that he was scripturally wrong? No, when he found out his son was gay. Rob Portman, in that case, has the ultimate authority. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.